So, uh, we're back again. 20th episode anniversary. Uh, okay, you just have to say that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Thanks know. for cutting I me was off. Waiting. I was <laughs> waiting for it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're uh, we're 20 episodes in now. So, uh, yay. Round of applause for us. <laughs> yeah, and it's and a... Utter action. silence from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special 20th episode where we go back to pack top uh, with the same topic as last week well not same topic well, similar it's similar. uh in, in, in the same this, vein yes in the same world i could say like <laughs> in the same what's the word i'm looking for in the same Genre. sphere i guess sphere yeah uh, yeah that's probably what i was looking for yeah um uh before we begin though um i was gonna say um to our audience that we actually have a bit of a update to our pledge for uh, doing this podcast. So before we started, uh, Obed and I actually <laughs> we did uh, what did you call that thing on the iPhone? The um, the where you can draw stuff on the messages uh, section or a tab and send it. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. Oh, it's the um... what's that thing called? Oh my gosh! But, uh, yeah, digital uh, touch. Digital touch. Yeah. So we we made a pledge to do this podcast uh, using the the digital touch thing, and um, so after that whole uh, month gap fiasco between um, last week's episode and the one before that, um, no, we no. updated that pledge. Two weeks episode. Oh. Two weeks ago, I think. Oh yeah, two weeks ago. Right. So we. We updated that pledge, and we basically said, hey, uh, if we don't do an episode for a legitimate reason, uh, then we have to donate $5 to what we are calling the Blue Yeti Fund. I'm going to write this in the group. Okay, one second. If we don't... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that already. <laughs> no, the po- Okay, okay. Fine. In, in, the, in the podcast group, yeah. So the podcast group is uh, me... Uh, uh, obeyed and uh, our permanent special guest my sister Hasina <laughs> who is in Guelph right now so she could not be with us um, so yeah uh, we basically said if we don't do an episode uh, for a legitimate reason then we will have to donate $5 toward the Blue Yeti Fund and the reason I'm bringing this up is I was thinking um, so, so after we collect that X amount of money um, if we don't do X amount of episodes for the, you know, the Blue Yeti mic, I was thinking that afterwards we could maybe donate $5 to, say, the Umbrella or a different uh, charitable cause instead. Yeah. After, of course, if we don't do an episode. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that would be a good idea. And the reason I bring it up on air is because, um, you know, maybe we could set up a, like a, um, uh, what you come, what you might call it? Uh, not a Kickstarter. Um, shoot, GoFundMe. What do you GoFundMe? Yes. So I was thinking <laughs> that uh, we we find like a charitable uh, initiative or group, and we set up a GoFundMe. And every time we don't, do, <laughs> we forget to do an episode out of like laziness or something. <laughs> we donate five dollars to that. So uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, all in favor. Say I. I. 
and Hasina doesn't have a choice in this, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could do the digital touch thing in the group. In the group, yeah. That. There you go. <laughs> oh, you did it already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll do it too then while you introduce this topic. Okay, so... Uh... As you know, video games uh, have a huge special place in our hearts. And we would like to talk about uh, more of the video game sphere and uh, the industry in general. Yeah, Specifically and... the state of the industry. Yeah. yeah. And this is, uh, again, it's like uh, Vaid mentioned, it's a topic we hold very dear because while we aren't as hardcore gamers as we used to be, <laughs> I mean, we still game every now and then. Um, now and again. Um, like like we said last week, we're eagerly waiting for um, Age of Empires, the Definitive Edition, and uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a topic that we feel qualified that we can rant about. Unlike, um, say, things like feminism where we feel that a woman's input is needed. So yeah, uh, why don't we get right into that instead of uh, rambling on? <laughs> so uh, the topics that I intend to cover, I just noted a few down. Um, pay to win, uh, in-game mm-hmm. purchases, microtransactions, uh, yep. state of the big developers like uh, releasing unfinished games, um, trying to get the maximum amount of profit and also yeah. the smaller developers who are actually trying their utmost to put out a quality game and um, they're in in a sense they're also in this because they're a part of the industry and I'm going to see say what's going to happen or if, what's what could happen uh, to these uh, developers if say another crash were to happen mm. and uh, we don't want that to happen obviously <laughs> no, no we don't want that no. to happen uh, I, I think we should begin like um, chronologically with the problems and I would say that the whole this whole trend of um, industry problems really started with I, I want to say unfinished games I don't, I don't think it was microtransactions because microtransactions and the whole pay to win thing sort of you know came into you know the spotlight with the release of um, ea's battlefront 2 um not the classic battlefront 2 um the one from like uh two years ago or a year ago oh yeah uh, yeah so that that was um uh, relatively recent um but i think the whole sort of un- releasing an unfinished uh, air quotes uh, unfinished game on release goes back a bit uh, farther, further than that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I forgot what game I was going to talk about, but I'm sure most gamers would understand, you know, the pain of <laughs> purchasing a game at full price and then realizing that, hey, this is an unfinished buggy mess. And it's funny when you think about it, uh, because this whole... I mean, bugs and glitches are, you know, they're inevitable for any game, um, no matter which company, you know, produces it and makes it. Um, but 
at first, you know, this whole bug thing, it, it what it really was, it was almost like a meme. Like, you know, say a game like Skyrim had its fair share of bugs. There are a lot of bugs in Skyrim upon release. Yeah. But it was it was sort of not taken seriously. Like, oh, it's just, you know, it's Bethesda being Bethesda. And no one really took it seriously. And it's only now, um, within like the past, I would say, five or so years, that, you know, gamers are sort of realizing that, hey, you know, these issues of, you know, releasing games that are unpolished are, are actually more of a big deal than we initially thought because it's it's getting worse for a lot of uh, producers. Uh, yeah, um, but but yeah, that's that's just what I noticed. Yeah, um, with regards to EA, I think that's the one of the worst developers in this sense uh, with releasing unfinished games. Uh, ever since they took over and microtransactions, but then there's also like um a lot of other titles like a a lot of um people have actually been following that model and um they mm. think that they can like rush a game uh through without um finishing it because it I don't know like you know they, what the problem is they think the that they can is, sorry to interrupt no 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 problem it's <laughs> it's the problem is is that people still buy it no, regardless of what of happens like what happens right it's like <laughs> people know that um say x developer has it doing this but they still buy it all the same i don't support the practice of what these uh developers are doing hey if <laughs> if making an unfinished game you know, rushing it out to get more money is working for you, then why not continue doing it, right? Right. And it's like with... Um, I'm sorry to say, this is a developer that I actually ha- I'm very fond of, uh, Ubisoft. Um, mm-hmm. With like with their... I think with Assassin's Creed Unity. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that oh, was yeah. bad. I remember the whole fiasco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that became that that was it a really did. Sure. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean that 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 famous screenshot of um, I'm not sure which character it is. I think it was Arno, uh, where he's like it's his face like glitches out, and you <laughs> see his, his eyes his eyes floating. <laughs> That's the famous one. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Uh, and it's it's actually interesting because. This isn't exactly a new phenomena. Mm. It isn't. It has been going on for um, quite some time, actually. Um... But like I said, the the problems now are are starting to get magnified. Yeah. Right. Bugs were a thing back in the day, um, and but, everyone can admit that. Yeah, but now it's like because technology is so advanced, you're expected that there should be like almost zero bugs in a game like in i in the 90s close to zero. 
Yeah, close to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, he'd probably expect a, like it was probably expected to have a few bugs because we weren't at peak te- peak um, game like video game technology and uh, computer computer technology as yet. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're hitting the peak, and so that's why the, the there is that standard of quality that um, people expect out of a video game. But the again like you said like if there is that standard why not hold them to it and not buy the game to begin with <laughs> just don't pre-order <laughs> I mean, you, right? you see a lot of people uh like campaigning like you know don't pre-order i mean for people who browse reddit you probably see it every single time a new game is being released um that um that meme involving uh what's his name was it makarov from um, MW2, the the level no Russian, remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, instead yeah. of no Russian, it's remember no pre-orders. <laughs> you probably see that a lot um, yeah. on Reddit. <laughs> if you browse it whenever a new game is being released, <laughs> but you know, thousands of people still end up pre-ordering it anyway, <laughs> and it yeah. turns out that it's unpolished. But yeah. uh, on that on that point of um, you know expecting. To be uh, to a game to be um, polished upon release, I, th- I think it's not only um, um, for the reason of technology. It's also because you know we're we're shelling out close to you know a hundred bucks these days. Oh yeah, for a video game. So you would expect it to be top notch, right? With that kind of money being spent. Right. Yeah. Exactly, especially since in Canada, <laughs> with our low dollar, it's it's actually almost oh, yeah. to a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, we are spending a hundred bucks on video games, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's like what um, the you darn one Americans. sixth the cost, the one sixth the cost of the actual system. The... Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's and that's another reason why. Um going into the next topic why people are upset about forking out additional money oh yeah for uh, microtransactions <laughs> and this is this is where you know that mention of battlefront 2 really comes into play it really began with that uh, release of ea's battlefront 2 which was um it was produced by Dice, um, the um, creators of Battlefield, and published by EA. Or is it Activision? Oh, yeah. It's EA. Yeah. It's EA. Activision is Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like this, this whole microtransaction thing really hit the spotlight with the Battlefront too, because I haven't played the game personally, but man, I followed the story for quite a while, and. Yep. Everyone was saying, basically, the only way to play that game's multiplayer is through microtransactions because it's everything's basically locked behind these ridiculously priced loot boxes. Loot boxes, and exactly. it was it was a huge problem because I think at one point it got so much media attention that I, I believe Disney got involved because you know Disney owns the the Star Wars license and also. Um... Sorry to interrupt. A lot of countries um, sort of discuss the legality of the system. Of loot oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's just quite surprising like i think in belgium uh china japan australia and uh some other countries they've they've actually regulated it and banned it altogether <laughs> yeah they banned it outright because uh their reasoning is it's it's essentially gambling and as you all know in you know with actual gambling gambling you can develop an addiction and the you know the demographic for video games are what it's a relatively younger audience yeah and you you don't want to be exposing you you know to your children and or you say your adolescent kids to stuff like that because you can develop an addiction and i think that was the reason behind i think it was belgium i yeah. can't remember and which also, belgium banning uh, it outright missouri i think a senator senator josh Hawley in missouri introduced a bill uh like it was landmark legislation apparently to ban pay to win on loot boxes and it uh, passed yeah so they in missouri in one state they've banned it <laughs> once better they, than they nothing banned right? it out. Oh, yeah interesting hmm. but i i think uh it was just going back tracking on the history of loot boxes here uh, it wasn't EA who introduced loot boxes. It was actually, I believe it was Overwatch. Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. Blizzard Activision. I don't know uh, which way you say it. Acti- Activision <laughs> uh, Blizzard. Activision Blizzard, who um, introduced loot boxes in Overwatch. But yeah. it wasn't so much a big problem in Overwatch because, um, like, what it wasn't at the same uh, level at what EA was doing with Battlefront, where essentially the, the entire game was locked behind microtransactions. But uh, here... Uh, uh, just getting to a little more of a personal opinion um, thing here. I don't mind loot boxes, okay? If they want to put them in, fine. But don't sort of, you know, keep the game in chains. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't lock the entire thing behind it. I, I think they're fine for cosmetics, okay? I know that's some people's thing. They like cosmetics and, you know, customizing their... Um, their character in multiplayer games. That's fine. I think loot boxes are fine for that. But it starts getting ridiculous when it gets to, like, um, you know, Battlefront 2 level and stuff, where you're, like, locking perks and um, gameplay tweaks and the upgrades for your character behind loot boxes. That's where it starts to get a little crazy. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and it it's even evident. Like, with... Um, I've always... Like, I'll be honest, I like this game very much. I played it and I finished the story. But there, this aspect of it, of... Okay, I'll just go out and say it. GTA Online. GTA Online? <laughs> the whole, the whole premise behind it, I just can't stand it. Because it, the whole thing about it is you're just... It, it's, it, it not only does it... Um, <sighs> You're force you to shell out money, additional money than what you paid for for like uh, goods, goods online. <laughs> uh, it's it's basically providing no incentive to upgrade the video game mechanics. It's just like you pay for additional um, clothes or different perks or different. Uh, I guess. You can actually. I, th- I think there's a DLC where you can buy new cars or something. It's. It's. I don't know. It. I, to me, that sounds really. Correct me if I'm wrong, 
appalling. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but isn't GTA Online just um, GTA 5? It runs on GTA 5's engine, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it provides no incentive so they, for them to um, to make a new game. Yeah, because they're just updating content, uh, which um, which I guess in in, in a sense is is okay. Because in a sense, and here's my reasoning. So, uh, Crusader Kings two, oh, one of my favorite games. I actually uninstalled it because I was playing it too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the Game of Thrones mod is awesome, by the way. If anyone, uh, if you're into strategy games and uh, role playing, it's fantastic. Um, but what Crusader Kings does uh, is that they released. Um, I can't remember when the game came out. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a while back. Um, but well, they haven't uh, been working on a new game. But they have been putting out content like expansion packs and DLC. Yeah. Um, that you know make big changes to the game, and yes, people argue that it's very lazy, and and I understand that argument too. And in yeah, a sense it is. Uh, but the content that the DLC um, contains, it's it's very good. It adds a lot of you know um, new mechanics to the game that you know keep it in. Oh, and if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that. Um, then you then you should do it the way that Paradox Interactive, uh, the um, producers and publishers of Crusader Kings Two, are doing. Agreed. Because it, I mean, yes, you can make the argument that why don't you guys just make a new game? But at the same time, if they're going to do that, then that I I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. Actually, oh, sorry, Frank. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, like what GTA Online is doing—that's a whole different uh, story. I mean, GTA Five came out when, like uh, six years ago, five, six seven? years ago, and six. and yeah, it's been a while. And <laughs> I mean, the only content they put out—I mean, I don't play GTA Online, um, but the only content, um, from what I understand, they put out are just you know cosmetic stuff and stuff for you know the in-game. Um, money to buy you know cosmetic items and cars and weapons it's very uh, limited it's limited and it's <laughs> I'm, i feel like it's very icky you know it's just not i feel like it's not right yeah <laughs> you know but that brings me like you were mentioning about Paradox Interactive, another developer that I hold close to my heart is uh, the developers of uh, American Truck Simulator. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. I had to mention <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All the hey. Truck Sim fans, uh, wherever you are. <laughs> hey, uh, to each their own, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, <laughs> they've actually been doing a really good job. Uh, they've... Um, what they're doing is they're building on their game. So instead of releasing a new game, they're actually releasing a state or a new area or a couple mm-hmm. states every few every few months or so, something like that. So, like right now, they I think re- this year they released Washington. 
I know it sounds weird releasing Washington, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you get to drive now in Washington state and it's almost up to the Canadian. No. Yeah. It is up to the Canadian border and they're working on Utah now presently. So like, like you said, they're the developers that are working on new content and new um, dynamics for their game. I think they're the ones that are actually fueling the industry. They're the ones who are act- actually adding content to the industry rather than uh, developers like Rockstar. Now, don't get me wrong. Rockstar did release a new game last year. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. But it's interesting you mentioned that because apparently the online for RDR2 um, is uh, <laughs> very similar to GTA Online. And oh, gosh. Ridiculous microtransactions and everything. Hey, but uh, um, I haven't played Red Dead, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 tongue twister there. Um but, you know, the reviews are great single player. But from what I, I've seen and heard, I mean, it's getting a little better now from what I understand. But it's still a little uh, crazy with the microtransactions from what I understand. Yeah. And but I could see where they're coming from. They want to make they want to maximize their profits. And why change yeah. a way that's not going to maximize their profits? Because mm. currently, as of April 2018... Okay, this article's old, but uh, they they had made six billion dollars from uh, uh, GTA Five. Six billion, yeah. Six billion dollars. Yeah. Holy! And how much? How much of that? Uh, does it say a percentage? Um, like uh, what percentage of that is from like GTA Online? Does it say? Um, this is from CNET.com. No, it doesn't say. Uh, I mean, I I think obviously. Um, a big chunk of that would be from game sales itself, you know, selling copies of GTA Five. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I, I'm I'm curious to know um, what percentage of that is that um, up up until now six billion. Oh, that was April 2018, so a little bit more than a year ago. Oh, but um, six actually, billion. hold on here. Oh, okay. This article from August August fifth, 2019. So this is recent. It's saying that uh, RDR2 or RD Online and GTA Online are contributing to about 31 to... No. They're saying that consumer spending was up 31% and accounted for 58% of the revenue thanks to GTA Online and NBA 2K. <laughs> so, whoa, 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 50, 58%? Yeah. And from GTA Online and uh, 2K? Yeah, NBA 2K, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 t- you're telling me... Okay, uh, and I'm just factoring out 2K for a second. You're telling me that I'm going to say like what fifty around fifty one fifty two percent. I'm not sure how big two K is is on the online world, but I'm just guessing here. So you're telling me around like fifty one fifty two percent of you know that revenue came from GTA Online. Uh, yeah, maybe around there. <laughs> but uh, it also goes to say. Let me see. I'm just trying to. Pull some of the I mean, hey, in. if if it's working uh, for them, I mean, why not? I, I I still think it's a very scummy thing to do, but yeah, wow, 
wow. <laughs> but they did say that um, GTA 5 has now sold 110 million units. NBA mm. 2K has sold NBA 2K19 has sold 12 million units, and um, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2 has sold. Sorry, it's at the bottom. I don't know why they do this. They they write the article. They don't want you to read it. <laughs> Twenty yeah. Twenty three copies in the holiday quarter and uh said today yeah, to date it's sold twenty five million copies of uh, RDR two. So it's actually <laughs> uh not bad, but I guess yeah, for the first year, not bad. But uh yeah, that's pretty Crazy that uh, 58% comes from GTA Online and uh, uh, 2K. Now, I don't know. Like, again, I don't know how big 2K is. Mm. But wow, I, I am yeah. genuinely shocked. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just sitting here just like rubbing my beard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm kind of speechless. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect the the number to be that high. But hey, I, I guess if you people enjoy buying all that stuff, why not? I don't encourage it because again, the practice of you know, just putting out cosmetic stuff for I you know like a seven year old game. I think it's scummy. But hey, if, if that's what the people want, <laughs> then yeah, and it also. Um... Basic. It also it also goes in hand in hand with the whole with with another industry, the mobile gaming industry. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about yeah. this last time. So I'm reading their Wikipedia page, and it's saying that total revenue for the mobile games in I think this is in twenty. It says twenty eleven, but um, I know it's dated. It might be more now or less. Yeah, but uh. It's saying, but I don't know how how much more it can go because it's basically saying that um, in January 2011, um, the revenue for mobile for free mobile games was 39 percent, and that number mm. jumped to 65 percent by June. And then uh, that's helped by the fact that over 75 percent of the total grossing apps are games, and I think it's saying that. One study says that over 92% of revenue in 2013 came from free-to-play games such as Candy Crush. (laughs) And yeah, we actually talked about this a bit before we started the podcast. And you said, uh, I think we we said that um, their ads, most of their revenue comes from um, ads and stuff that you could purchase in-game. Again, you know, microtransactions and pay-to-win stuff. I mean, the mobile gaming industry, like we said uh, in last week's episode, it's it's a little different than, you know, the, say the console gaming industry and the PC gaming industry. It's different in the sense that games have to be made in a certain manner. Like, you can't put a full-fledged Call of Duty game on the, on a phone yet. We, we, we can't. We don't have the no, technology. Of course we don't not. have the technology. Right? So, and, and besides, I mean... 
when you're gaming on your phone, you're not looking to sit there for like four hours straight and play a game. Even though I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people who do that, but <laughs> uh, but I can I can somewhat understand, um, you know, the whole um, idea of microtransactions and crazy microtransactions. I should say for a mobile developer because if you're going to put out a free-to-play game, and I guess you can sort of attribute this to um, other uh, developers, regardless of what platform, you know, if they put out a free-to-play game. But I can see where, you know, mobile developers are coming from because if you're putting out a game that's free, you have to, you know, generate money somehow. And, you know, that whether that's through ads or through microtransactions, yeah, you have to have that money for yourself because again you spent you know your own time your own resources on making this game and you're releasing it for free and you got to make back that money right yeah so i I can see where they're coming from however um (laughs) still i have seen it too in mobile games where some microtransactions are just ridiculous i mean i think on um on our gaming a couple of months ago they were complaining about oh my god you know what's funny i think this was this was ea as well no 2k 2k is activision right um 2k or 2k i think 2k is take two the rockstar oh are they yeah that's what that's why i was quoting those the those numbers oh, from that oh right right yeah. right 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 I, I get confused between you know publishers and developers, but yeah, yeah it was. Two K had a mobile um, version of their game. I'm not sure how how it played, um, but apparently um, they were locking uh, certain aspects of it. I'm mean, I think certain players and stuff behind like a hundred dollar microtransactions, and people are like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. So you. A hundred dollars for a mobile game? That's Are crazy. you kidding me? That's that's insane. <laughs> I <laughs> Especially mean... since the quality of a mobile game is like is almost nothing <laughs> compared compared to something on a console or PC, right? It, it's it's crazy. And the funny thing is, and people admitted this, is that they they'll continue to do it because out there people are buying these things. They're yeah. purchasing them and. It, which and I know sad. it's it's sad because we shouldn't be encouraging these kind of practices. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Uh I just dumbfounded right now. <laughs> I know, like when I when I read that article, I, I, I can't remember if it was a hundred dollars or like fifty dollars, but either way <laughs> for a mobile game, that's a lot of money. That's basically the price of a video game. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just read something here. Ubisoft removes some microtransactions from Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Some. Some. Oh, Breakpoint's their most recent game. I've heard yeah. bad things about it. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. So it's which, probably, I don't know. Which is which is a shame because I love Ghost Recon. I mean, yeah. we used to play uh, a little digression. <laughs> here. We used to play a lot of uh, Island Thunder back in the day on the original Xbox. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I mean, I played I played um, some of I think it was Future Soldier or was it that 
I think it was Future Soldier. Yeah, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Yeah. I have not played Wildlands, which was the, the one before Breakpoint. But I, I heard some decent things about that. But I know Breakpoint, from what I have um, read, is not good. <laughs> Um, for multiple reasons, and I heard um, some stupid microtransactions are a part of that reason. So maybe that's what they're trying to get rid of. I don't know. And it's it's such a st- stupid pattern that yeah. I've noticed. It's like it's like these game devs they see people complain about microtransactions, then they put them in their games. They release the game, people complain, they take them out somewhat, and then it's like it just keeps. It yeah. keeps repeating. It's like a vicious cycle, as they say in um, uh, health terms, public health terms. It's like it's just this vicious cycle that that keeps repeating. Right. And every every single game that comes out, and I'm speaking about, uh, for example, uh, Gears of War Five. I've been wanting to buy that for PC, but my PC sucks. Um, it it apparently has some really stupid transactions as well, microtransactions, and it's so stupid because in gears of war 4 people were complaining about the loot box system and how dumb it was and somehow um the coalition which is the um developers of uh, gears after um epic games um sort of parted ways with the license the coalition somehow made it worse the transaction system <laughs> in gears of war 5 i'm like do you people not listen to community feedback? It's oh, yeah. or do you like misinterpret it? Because how do you take what you had in Gears of War four and make it worse in, in the, the next iteration of the of the game? I mean, come on! It's you have the feedback there. Listen to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. It's actually worse off when they just release a game and then make a knee-jerk reaction and start taking stuff out just because of um, complaints. At least, like, listen to the feedback beforehand and sort of oh yeah <laughs> release the, release the game once you're you know with, with taking into account all that feedback rather than you know, just making a knee-jerk exactly reaction. exactly you know you know what we need to have in place <laughs> I feel. Like we have, they have, uh, they have, like you know, the quality assurance teams and people um, beta tests and all that. But I feel like we need to have a beta test for um, your microtransaction system. <laughs> there needs to be yeah. something in place for that, because from from what we're seeing, a lot of gamers don't like where this, you know, this microtransaction market is going, because a lot more. Of you know multiplayer games are being sort of centered around that system, yeah, and it's just it's so dumb because again, we, when you pay a hundred dollars for a game here in Canada, hundred dollars, you expect to have the full thing with you know if not everything included, I would say at least ninety five percent of it. Okay. Exactly. Because a hundred dollars yeah. is a lot of money. Or in the states, it's what sixty dollars, seventy dollars. Darn you, Americans! Either way, <laughs> and your cheap video games. And it's actually... either way. Yeah. It's a, it's a. Yeah, sorry, it's a, it's a lot of money either way, and yeah. people should not have to be spending more money than they already have on a game, unless it's you know 
cosmetic items that they want. Yeah. And even then, don't lock them behind, you know, RNG loot boxes. Just give them the option of buying what they want outright. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually a good thing about GTA Online. Uh, they do that, <laughs> which I, I don't agree with it, but they give you that option too by those mm. instead of putting behind loot boxes. <laughs> Which again is, you know, essentially gambling because yeah. you, you have to buy, you have to buy, keep buying, you know, a loot box until you get what you want. Exactly. <clears throat> Which actually uh, brings us to a question: mm. Is a crash coming, and how will it affect the industry? Hmm. Um. Based on the numbers, you know, you know, sale numbers and stuff, I don't uh, think. A crash is coming. Not anytime soon, right? Not anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Not until you know people stop, um, some, you know, enabling these practices. I mean, because like that, those numbers that you brought up with like GTA Online and 2K, I mean, fifty-eight percent of their that revenue comes That's from huge. that. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> and people, you know, they sit there, they play, they complain, but they they just keep, you know, they. They, they buy these these things and say, oh, I hate this, you know, this loot box system, but I'm, I'm going to keep doing it anyway because it's there. I, I think people need to start taking more serious action. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, it, it's sad to say that, but I don't want it to happen because it's going to really hurt developers. But mm. if if people stop buying games all right, that's the only way these developers are going to learn, in a sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you got to hit them where it hurts, and where it hurts is their wallet, right? Their yeah. bank account. Exactly. If and we don't buy the games, they're going to lose money for you know producing them and developing them. Which is quite... Because uh, right now, there's a lot of developers uh, making video games uh, and uh, coming out with new ones every like in the next few years. Mm. Uh, I don't think it should happen overnight. That would be very detrimental to the industry. I think it should be a slow process. Exactly. Because um, developers like Relic Entertainment. Oh, Relic went under, didn't they? they? No, actually, they're still they they're actually in a new studio in Vancouver. A new under a new name, or or like they're still Relic. I believe they're still Relic. Yeah. I believe, yeah, they are. Huh, interesting. Because they're working on uh, Age of Empires 4. <laughs> oh, that I thought Creative Assembly was doing Age of Empires 4. No, it's Relic. Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the I... site right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought, wasn't it? I swear it was Creative Assembly. I, th- I believe, as, lo- as the site looks very convincing, it says Age of or... Empires 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, no way! <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I need to look this up now. Yeah, go ahead. Unless, unless But yeah, they bought a or in two years ago they bought a new. They moved into a new office in Vancouver, and uh, I guess that's their studio for now. And uh, if there is a downturn in sales, that would pretty much hurt. Relic a lot because uh, they're make they're making Age of Empires four. Not only that, um, 
I know with so, CD I'm sorry, Project Red. I, I'm just. Uh... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm so just trying to no no go, keep, keep talking keep talking I'm listening at the same time and with like uh, CD Projekt Red and um, Cyberpunk um, that's another game that's coming up and we don't want that to just I think uh, I I think um, they said that there won't be microtransactions in Cyberpunk I hope they keep true to that because yeah. They can be saying that, but in a very clever way, you know, implement microtransactions. But CD Projekt Red does have um, a good track record with, uh, you know, the Witcher and stuff. So I do have high hopes for that. And you know what else has a high track record? Um, A game that's also close to our hearts, uh, Halo and uh, 343 Industries. Oh, boy, uh, that's an interesting topic. I mean, oh. I, I enjoyed Halo 5, uh, but there was a little bit of a, uh, a microtransaction problem with that. It wasn't as, you know, glaring as some other games. Yeah. But there was a bit of um, a problem with that as well. But I, I enjoyed the game for the most part. And, you know, it wasn't entirely, you know, bogged down by ridiculously uh, stupid loot boxes or, or the wreck system, as they called it. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's that practice is like unfortunately sort of like seeping into every single developer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh man, you're right. Relic Entertainment. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. A uh, little bit of a correction on the whole Relic going under thing. They used to be THQ. Yeah, that's right. THQ went under. Then THQ you know, went. Under. They became relic. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, let's get back to this. Uh, what time are we at? Uh, right Just now, double. we're at yep. 45 minutes. Okay, I think this is a good place to wrap up uh, because we covered pretty much everything we wanted to talk about, wanted to discuss. We did, yeah. That's a pretty good um, discussion. So just, you know, closing remarks. So, I... Yeah. I sorry. Uh, I I love video games. I am a gamer. I still am a gamer, despite not playing as much as I used to. Um, and what I'm seeing now, you know, certain trends with loot boxes and microtransactions, and you know, incomplete games being like released and then you know, patched up with DLC that are stupidly overpriced. It's really sad. It makes me sad because, you know, back in the day, you would have a complete game and then you would have what we call expansion packs, right? Expansion right. sets um, that added onto the game. And, you know, that's the way it should be because when consumer is paying, you know, X amount of money, regardless of what that amount is, but, you know, if that amount is super high then the product that the producer should be giving them is, you know, it should be top-notch, should be complete. And it's just wrong to, you know, to not only release, you know, an incomplete game, but, you know, lock a lot of it behind microtransactions and loot boxes and, you know, this pay-to-win system. It's very scummy and I don't support it. And, Honestly, to all you know, gamers out there, we shouldn't enable 
producers and developers to do things like this. The power is in our hands, not theirs. Like their profit depends on us buying their product, right? Right. So yeah. if we if we boycott it, and I'm, I'm not saying an outright boycott, but if you know if you like slowly voice your you know disgust and your you know your anger by you know withholding from certain games then i feel like we can make a difference we can make a change and i think we should yeah and i always like to say like people buy other like entertainment goods and so uh, movies and uh, music and uh, hold them to a certain standard um and if they didn't buy i mean with movies we are so and music we're actually so um, picky like we wouldn't mm. buy a song or buy a music or buy a movie ticket if we didn't want to see that movie or if it got bad reviews or uh, exactly if the, if the music we were listening uh, we we heard about didn't sound good and it got again bad reviews we wouldn't buy the uh, album and the same thing goes for video games. Like if if we don't like something in a video game, we shouldn't buy the game and support the developers that are actually contributing to the industry and contributing something good to the industry, rather exactly. than supporting the ones that are sort of abusing the profit, like their profit margins and uh, revenue growth and whatever. Yeah, what have you? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, well. No, it's, it's it's a good point, especially another point about the movie thing. I I agree with that. <laughs> you know, Suicide Squad just came to my mind. Oh uh, God! <laughs> oh, I just, it's just like I remembered Suicide Squad. Going to see it in theaters despite it getting bad reviews. I I, I constantly beat myself up over that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's it's a good point. Point is a very good point. Um, uh, but yeah, um, do let us know what you think, uh, gamers out there, um, what you think about the state of the industry and um, um, your thoughts on the practices of certain developers and uh, loot boxes and uh, the uh, microtransactions in general. Um, anyway, uh, this has been episode 20 of the uh, Everycast. Every and uh, yes, our Everycast, our 20th episode anniversary. Yes, we didn't do something extremely special, but... Um, we felt that you know this topic was a good one to discuss because um, both of you know are due to our um, I wouldn't say expertise on video games but our love of video games and you know it's it just a nice bridge from last week's topic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please uh, like, rate, uh, comment, subscribe, and uh, share. Yep, and uh, we uh, let us know how, what we can improve on. We always appreciate your feedback. Until then, mm-hmm. this has been your co-host Obeid. Your host will lead. And we will see and, you next uh, time. <laughs> good, awkward silence. So yeah, see you next time. Good, good morning. Good night. Good, good morning. Afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>